0: Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone. Looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Amber Garvin, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Kristen Hessler and Cindy Murray. Hey. Hey! So this week, we are talking about... Dining out on a special diet, and it is something near and dear to all of us because, in some way or another, we are all on a special diet. And now that there are a lot of mainstream type fad well, I don't know if I want to call it fad diets out there, but there are a lot of mainstream different types of diet, like the gluten free diet. Dairy-free diet, bariatric diet, keto diet, low-carb diet. There are all kinds of diets out there that it has kind of become ingrained in our society to the point where restaurants and grocery stores are labeling things low-carb or keto or gluten-free. And um, I myself... Try to stay on a more gluten-free, dairy-free diet. And occasionally, I will do keto. But I haven't been very good at it lately. Especially since I recently went on vacation and I had every intention on staying on my diet. And it didn't really happen. So, what about... You guys, do you guys uh, dine out on a special diet?
1: Well, I, d- I do. Um, I'm, as, since I'm diabetic, um, I do try to, to stay to a low carb. Um, I will say, though, that for, for people who are, you know, talking about doing keto, keto is not something that you can occasionally do.
0: Yeah, I know. In
1: order to be in ketosis, you must stay on keto because every time you eat something that is off of the keto diet, you fall out of ketosis
0: and it makes you feel very sick.
1: Well, but it, (laughs) but it defeats the purpose of what you're trying to do. You're just low carb at that point. Yes, you are just doing low carb. So, um, but I, I do do, uh, you know, I say special diet, I'm diabetic. So I try to stay, Um, sugar-free as much as I can I my doctor did tell me I don't have to pay so much attention to like sauces on things or or whatever you know um, as long as it's not too sugary Uh, it's really those carbs that are the the hard problem and when we first started going out I I really had a hard time because I like Mexican food I like Italian food. I like Asian food. And all of those are full of tortillas and noodles and, you know, yeah, rice. Yeah, that's my biggest rice. problem. And I
0: can't do rice or noodles.
1: Well, I I can do uh, brown rice. And I have found that a lot of places have started offering brown rice as an option And, uh, I wish they would do like fried rice out of brown rice. Some places do very, very few though. And, and I can't even name one of them offhand, but, um, you definitely can make fried rice out of brown rice because it's just, the rice is cooked already. So, um, I don't understand why more places don't offer fried rice as an option there's a
0: lot um, or, of places are doing cauliflower rice. Yes. As fr-
1: I, I'm not a fan of cauliflower. So that's why I, I wish they would just do the brown rice as a fried rice. Um, because I want the, the other things that are in the rice in my brown rice. Yeah, like I don't want just plain brown the rice peas
0: and the carrots. Yes. And, uh, and the,
1: the egg and, um, yeah. you know, the soy sauce or whatever. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, fried rice isn't good for you, but um, the, the bad thing for you about fried rice is not that it's fried because you have to understand the concept of stir frying. The, the bad thing for you about fried rice is the white rice because they've stripped all the nutrients out of it and there's nothing left but starch, which is sugar. So Mm. it just turns to pure sugar in your body and sugar turns into fat. Fat does not turn into fat in your body. Sugar turns into fat in your body. Stir fry is a method of cooking that uses low amounts of oil and a high temperature to quickly cook your food. It does not mean frying in a deep bunch of it's it's not the same as deep frying it's not the same as frying chicken your food is not saturated in oil if your food is saturated in oil they're not cooking it right so keep that in mind when you're worried about fried fried food or whatever you know stir fried rice it's not the frying of the rice that is bad for you it is the rice itself but when you do it with brown rice, or or cauliflower, but I, I prefer the brown rice, if you do it with brown rice, the rice still has all the, the um, fiber components that are part of the rice that make it healthier. And it makes it slow down to digest in your system, and therefore it does not turn into sugar. So it is a lower glycemic option that allows you to still have your rice without the bad effects so that that is an option if you can do it and and if you have a restaurant that has brown rice that's a great way to get your rice with your asian food or whatever um and i i've actually switched to that at home and that's my favorite now i don't like white rice at all
0: now you see, you went, growing up, white rice used to be one of my most favorite food, and this is why I'm fat. That's Raina's favorite <laughs> food. She can eat is, an
2: entire pot of, like, this, the rice cooker makes, like, a giant uh-huh. pot of rice. She can eat the whole thing by herself.
0: The white rice <laughs> and potatoes, those were my two favorite foods growing up, and this is why I'm fat.
1: Well, see, today. and I grew up uh, eating a lot of potatoes. My dad was a meat and potatoes eater. We had potatoes. We had a meat. And we had some kind of vegetable. So um, just kind of like looking
2: at like the kind of like the topic of suggestion and and how we throw around the world, the word diet around. Um, You know, originally we had slated like, hey, we're going to talk about dining out on a diet. And I wanted to just kind of mention that there's dining out on a diet and then there is dining with dietary requirements so that's kind of really what we're hitting on is yes yeah
0: dietary dietary
2: requirements requirements. and there's also like struggling with dining out while you're on a diet because yes it is really hard to dine out when you're on a diet um but it also there's different struggles for people who have dietary requirements um and the thing that i thought of Um, was people with special like religious, uh, reasons like, um, like like um, Muslims eat their meat halal.
1: Yes. So it has to be
2: prepared a certain way, um, like when it's butchered. And one of the things that I really liked about um, the city that I live in, a lot of the restaurants will have like a sticker on the door that says that their food is um, halal or kosher. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. yeah, Yeah. 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 And I really like that because that lets, you know, people of that certain religion or culture know that this is a safe place to eat because you could go to any you know, fast food restaurant. And I can guarantee you that the fast food restaurant food is not halal. Like yes. the chicken nuggets oh, and stuff at
1: McDonald's. No. Probably not.
2: I mean, it's, I, it's, I'm not all, of all too familiar I doubt with it's that. Made.
1: I, I, doubt it, I doubt it's kosher either. So. No, right, oh, no. right. And
2: so, like, I found, like, I really respect that. And I like to, like, you know, eat at those restaurants because I want to give them my business because they take that extra time to make
1: sure that they are offering well, food for I think, that requirement, I think too. often those those restaurants are probably owned by people. It could who be, have I mean, the thai, thai food
2: restaurant down the street from us
0: has a halal
2: sticker right. on it. So, oh wow. yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: more and I mean, more places are doing that, which yeah. is great.
1: Yeah. Well, um, and and more and more places are putting on their menu you know like you said gluten-free options or which is um, a vegan 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 options i see more vegan options right and i like when they
2: actually specify if something is vegetarian or vegan
1: Yeah,
2: Um, those
0: are two completely different things right
2: because there are things that are very much more limited and uh, important to consider for vegan so i do like that too because I know that it's a challenge. I did go, you know, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this. Do you remember whenever I was going meatless? Yes, yes, for Lent. Remember, Amber, we did that. I'm not Catholic, but I just, I wanted to participate in Lent, and I decided to give up meat for Lent. And I was in town uh, from college, you know, the week of spring break or Easter or something like that, and I remember mom and I were like, hey, let's go grab some bean burritos from this burrito fast food restaurant place. They have like a meat sauce that they put on their bean burritos. And I was young. I didn't realize that they put the meat sauce. Mm. I thought it was just beans and cheese. And I remember getting my bean burrito and I got like halfway through it and I realized there was meat sauce on there. And I cried because I had gone like, almost all of Lent
1: without eating meat. And then I accidentally ate meat. (laughs) But see, you know what? That's, that's a good question because I, you know, that actually has come up for people before, like Jewish people. If you, if you make a dish and you, um, serve it to people or, you know, or somebody goes to a potluck or whatever and they eat a dish and then they find out they've eaten something that is prohibited by their diet. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't consider that uh sin or whatever you want to call it. It it I don't think you've done any wrong. You did it because on, you it, didn't do it on purpose. It was so not on purpose. There was no intent that. in that. And so yeah. so for all intents and purposes I say, you know, that it doesn't count. Right.
2: But you. at the same time, if you're, you know, an actually like gluten.
1: But it is allergen. on you to yeah be aware it but is yeah
2: let me and tell you this i mean if you go to a restaurant and it doesn't say that it has gluten in it but you do ask the waiter and they don't know and they're like no it doesn't and then you eat it and then you have gastrointestinal distress mm. that sucks that's almost as worse as feeling bad because you felt like yeah. you yeah. failed well, the challenge you set for yourself you know, <laughs> and that that yeah. comes
1: from different re- you know different restaurants you know they don't well, there are people who don't know. I, I went to a cheesecake factory in L.A. or Anaheim, and I asked for, uh, I'm diabetic, so I asked for a sugar, if they had a sugar-free um, cheesecake on their menu because, you know, their menu is extensive. Oh and I, God, and it's dark, and I couldn't read the menu in there. And so I just asked the waiter, do you have a sugar-free one? And, you know, thinking he would know, right? And he said, no, no, we don't. But but what we do have is is this one, and it had Splenda in it. And I'm like, do you that's not know sugar-free. that that's sugar-free? <laughs> so I kind of, you know, it, it really is up to you as the consumer to know what is supposed to be in the food and right. what is not. And, and to
2: kind of keep an eye on that. So, so that brings it back to the discussion about, you know, dining out on a diet and dining with dietary requirements. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you can do or what are things that we do to make sure that we
0: are finding safe places to eat? Okay. So um, I, like a, a lot of dairy makes me sick. Like oh. say uh, ice cream makes me sick, yogurt makes me sick, and um, while on vacation a while back, um, my uh, boyfriend's sister-in-law has the same problem, and my um, boyfriend's mom, she brought up, hey, let's go to this milkshake bar place, and we both looked at each other and were like, um, ice cream really doesn't sit well with Set well with us because if I eat ice cream, I'll throw it up. And so we looked on their menu ahead of time, and they had a dairy-free and gluten-free section that That's you cool. can get a, milk, a dairy-free, gluten-free milkshake. And we were like, okay, then we can go. So we picked out what we wanted ahead of time, and made sure they got it from that section of the menu. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that you can do is pick out what you... If you know where you're going, pick out what you want and, ahead of time.
1: Yeah, and Ashley and I do that a lot. My niece, Ashley, um, she's not so much on a special diet now, but she was doing a meat-free... No no red meat for a while also. And, and she and I both Been there. look ahead at... The menus, you know, if we're going to a place we're not familiar with, we look ahead to the menu to see what they have that we can eat. Um, And, you know, if they don't have something that that works for us, we just don't go there. So um, so that we're not tempted to eat something that we can't have, because it's easier to go to a place that has food that is already prepared. Yeah, that is that accommodates your diet than it is to go to a restaurant and ask them to prepare your food a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, and I've run into that. I've got, I do sometimes still go to a restaurant and say, can you put this on the side? Can you leave this off? Can you, whatever. And you know, it's, it's 50, 50, whether they remember to do it or not. You know, I, I go to a burger place, I ask for no bun um, and then just squirt the mustard or whatever on the, on the burger itself, and it'll come with the buns on it, and the mustard's on the bun, and, you know. And it's like, well, I can't even scrape that off and put it on the burger. So, you you just kind of have to know what the the different restaurants are going to do, and... Yeah, and you
0: need to do research on yes. the restaurant, especially if you are vegetarian and you like the Beyond Meat patty. You must, you really need to do research on the restaurant because. My boyfriend is a chef, and they serve Beyond Meat at his restaurant, but they cook it on the same grill that oh, they cook the regular burgers. Right, so
2: if you're vegan, you do not want to consume that because yeah, it has like come in um, contact with animal product,
0: right. and the same with like um, what is it, Burger King. That yeah. has a Beyond Meat burger. They cook it on the same grill as their regular burgers, so you're still getting meat juice on your Beyond Meat burger.
1: Interesting. That's a really mm. good thing to consider. Are Are you sure that's true about Burger King? Because it was my understanding that their meat comes pre-cooked and they just heat it up.
0: Um. Possibly. I know that... Um. They heat it up in the microwave though. No, I don't like, know how like they a, heat it, don't it up. Don't they just? But uh, but
1: I think like all the flame broiling is done at their factory, uh, that they prep all the meat ahead of time. Well, I
0: know they I know they do like heat it up on the on the top. Like uh, when I used to work at Brahms, we would have pre cooked stuff also, and we would and we would pop it on the grill. To, oh, okay, yeah. So. But still, I mean, that, that was constituted. And now, you know, yeah. it,
1: it raises an interesting question, though, because you would think that they would set aside one section of the grill, griddle, griddle, actually, to do that on so that it doesn't contaminate those other, you know. Yeah, I mean, you
0: would think, but I think it's. I, I don't want to call it like. A, I think it's because. They just don't think about it. it. They don't, yeah. A, yeah, they don't think about it. And most of your cooks, unless you get a vegetarian cook at a vegetarian restaurant, most of them don't think about it. And then all, or like the cross-contamination or whatever, most of them don't think about it. And that's also a few and far between order. I think, uh, especially if you're vegan.
2: I think that really all of this stuff is... It just comes as we learn about it. Well, People it does, don't yes. realize, like, oh, that cross contaminates. I mean, that's why kids can only bring certain prepackaged foods to school now. So of home of, yeah. because, because of know, chocolate and nuts just, and we things like that. We start to learn things as right. we go. Because they we also have, have peanuts
0: disclaimers on the- at restaurants now, like this. Is cooked where things could possibly yes. be touched yeah. by peanuts right. or whatever. But
1: yeah. I, I will note though that um, some there are some cultures where the culture itself has those food um, guidelines, regulations, or whatever
2: uh-huh. that
1: that they very often are very careful and aware of of that cross contamination. Mm -hmm. I I would say Indian food is probably one, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the, the Buddhist um, community, you know, because there are non meat eaters, non beef eaters um, you know, there are vegetarian uh, Indians and some restaurants will serve vegetarian food and non vegetarian food. And they are very careful about not contaminating those because mm-hmm. that that is part of their culture. And I, I, same with the halal. Um, you know, they're very careful to follow those restrictions mm-hmm. carefully. So if you're going to an ethnic restaurant, you are going to be far more likely to get the actual... Um, restrictions and the stuff that's prepared in the way that you expect then you would be at a Chili's or a chain restaurant of some sort or fast food or right. fast food yes
2: yeah and um, I think that's the thing with fast food too also I mean if you think about it like if you're you know a vegan you probably wouldn't want to eat the french fries at mcdonald's i don't think they use the same fry oil but you never know they might have dumped some chicken nuggets in there (laughs) <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't you know. know i don't know about that. i've never worked know, at mcdonald's you know, i know a long time ago the, the restaurants
1: did do things like that yeah. they had one fryer and everything went in that same fryer but, that's but i think was. now that's nowadays was at
2: churches when i worked yes. the fry Brahms, the fry baskets we also did together yeah we did some of the other things that oh, yeah. were not like the main fried chicken those were that had their fried own chicken fryers. had their own fryer yeah but everything else was cooked in this
1: other fryer the okra so, and, and is, like which which explains so. why you sometimes get uh, uh, a, french a French fry in your onion ring or, exactly. or an okra in your French fry or yeah. whatever, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely something that would be worth asking. Um, and I think as we come become more aware of um, things, I mean just look at a hundred years ago, we did not have refrigeration and we were eating spoiled meat, Ugh. and we were yeah. using salt to preserve it. Uh, So we've come a long way, and now we have, you know, uh, FDA and um, all of these guidelines, health inspectors, um, and... Well, and and they quit cooking in peanut oil. The Heart Association. Um, I believe it was the Heart Association that had restaurants stop cooking their French fries in meat.
1: Oh, yes, because they used meat Because they
2: identified that that was a cause of heart health. So if you really think about it, like, those are dietary requirements that... People, uh, humans as a whole, require food industry Mm -hmm. to adapt and and change the way they
1: prepare food for our health. As consumers demand more and more accommodations, they see that it is profitable to their companies to provide for those accommodations. So don't be afraid to ask, uh, you know, when you go in a restaurant, if you don't know how it's prepared, ask. Does this have butter on it? Does mm-hmm. this have cheese on it? Yeah. Was it cooked on a grill that where you cook meat, or was it cooked on a separate um, stove mm-hmm. or whatever? And and ask those questions. You know, be proactive for yourself, and then also look at the ingredients list. You know, look ahead, know what you're what you're getting into. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. You can usually find. Um, stuff to accommodate you in some way or another. Um, you know, I go to Mexican food restaurants. I can get fajitas that, you know, that's less tortilla. Um, I can eat the meat without the tortilla if I want, or I can have a little corn tortilla instead of that yummy flour tortilla. I'm not going to be eating that fried chimichanga, but I can still eat Mexican food. You know, there's steaks, there's shri- grilled shrimp, things um, you can go to an Italian restaurant and have dishes that are not pasta mm-hmm. you can have dishes
0: that don't have which, cheese which is nice especially I definitely miss Italian food that's one of the hard ones it is that that, that, <laughs> that, that is one of the hard ones and I just uh, I cannot noodles make me sick so I definitely have to look ahead on a menu if you're going if I'm going to an Italian restaurant to see if there is anything else I can eat right hey, but
2: remember when we went to Las Vegas and we shared the meatballs oh, those yeah. were so good that, that is one thing I <laughs> like about
0: Italian restaurants is that they'll just serve meatballs
1: yeah <laughs> or shrimp
0: you know yeah. you can have uh shrimp scampi for dinner you know just don't Yeah, there's an Italian place by my house that has like, it's like a seafood appetizer. So it's got different kinds of sauteed in lemon sauce, seafood, and it's really nice. And I'll get that instead of something with the... Instead of spaghetti. But they also, the Italian restaurant by my house also has a gluten-free or noodle-free section in their menu now, where That's you can cool. where you can get Italian chicken without the noodles. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. To kind of go on what you were saying about encouraging to ask what's on the food, um, not just for your benefit, but when you voice your opinion and ask questions, that lets the restaurants know, hey, people are interested in this. Yes, our yes. customers want gluten free. Our yes. customers want vegan items Yes. when you let them know that that's what you're looking for and they have day-to-day everyday people asking for that then they will start offering those things they don't know that's what people want until they start demanding it and speaking of demanding um you you were talking about getting a hamburger with the bun and for me, I am just like, if the bun's there, I'm going to eat part of it. Oh, <laughs> so, I know. That's you know what? Send it, it back. It. That You have every right. If you told them to. that I want a lettuce-wrapped burger and they send it with a bun, send that burger back and have them take that bun off. Take that bun off and put and the mustard on your,
1: on your meat yeah. like you
2: asked for. You are paying you for are. it. You have a dietary requirement that you do not need to be presented bread because you will eat it if you see it yeah (laughs) I
0: I went to a food truck the other day and they served burgers well their main thing was like egg on it or something like that everything Mm. came with an egg yeah and um it was mostly burgers and other things and I told them I said can I not have the bun on this And he actually was like, okay, I do this for people all the time. And he was very accommodating. He added extra lettuce and spinach and stuff like that and made it kind of into a burger salad.
1: And there's a lot of places who do that. They actually have a bunless burger on their menu now. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Why, why is it so hard? I don't know.
0: But yeah. And they also offer a gluten-free bun now a lot of places do, which is nice. That
1: is nice for people who want the bun and can't have it. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah,
0: Um, I know people that are really like they cannot have gluten at all. I try to stay gluten-free just because it makes me less bloated if I do gluten-free.
1: Yeah, well, and... Cause you're the only That's way you're gonna get does. gluten is through bread products anyway, yeah. you get wheat products. So right, so but yeah.
2: you have to be careful because a lot of salad dressings and things like that have it. Yes, um, and some companies use it as fillers. Like I used That's to work in the deli, sneaky. and believe it or not, you know. When you get lunch meat and stuff, you should also ask, you know, at the deli, they can look at the product packaging. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the companies that make deli meats to be sliced there in the store actually have gluten in them. So you have to ask Interesting. so that a, you don't... It's a yeah, filler I, or it's a it thickener. Is, yeah. it they is. use it as a thickener. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why you, know, you have to be careful. They use it to bind the meat together mm-hmm. to make them into those giant pieces that they slice yeah. into. So mm-hmm. you have to
1: watch out for that. You also have to watch out for sugar in things mm-hmm. um, if hidden you are sugars, diabetic yeah. because there's a lot of hidden sugar in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and they don't always call it sugar. They oh, might call it fructose you or reminded me, sucrose. You can
2: go to just about you can't do it with mom and pop restaurants so those you have to just get cozy with the owners or the right cooks and those staff there and which is not so a bad thing yeah no, they're, they're definitely awesome. But the nice thing about chains is that you can go online and actually look at their content on yes. their food. Because a lot of people have think, the nutrition data. I'm yes. on a diet, so I'm going to get that salad. At, oh, the salad at, is the worst. Oh, what is one of the worst ones? Like Chick-fil-A. It is so good. The Southwest Cobb salad. But the dressing <laughs> has like 40 grams of fat in just the ranch right, right. <laughs> something crazy like that so you really you know talking you need about to like, know what's in it going yeah. and looking ahead of time if yeah. that's the food There's, option then you should I, go online i can't remember look. if
1: it's chilies or applebee's or one of those places they have a salad that has 1100 calories uh is
0: it the quesadilla explosion yes. salad yes that has the quesadillas on top Which, of that's it I, I knew, yeah. yeah that's chili I, I knew exactly I, what I you were talking thought, about <laughs> I, I
1: was ordering that and thought oh this is healthy it's a salad it's, a salad. it's got July. a quesadilla on it's it it's got 11 hundred <laughs> yes. calories that for, for cheese, somebody then. who is on a diet Jesse. that's almost their whole day's Worth of calories. Yeah, for Amber oh. and I, that's
2: more than what we should have yeah, that's one more day than... for our bariatric. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's a lot. More than I, I than day. Yeah, most people on a diet get like 1,200 Twelve. or fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's just telling you right there. That so is dining not on a, a diet
2: is um, very challenging if you're on an actual diet. Oh, Where yes. you're trying to lose weight, dining out. Um, so you want to... Like if you're actually on a diet, obviously you're going to have like specific dietary requirements that hopefully you are seeing a dietitian or your doctor is giving you a diet uh, to follow. Um, but the things to avoid are salad dressings, heavy like dressings at restaurants, not dressing, sorry, sauces at restaurants. Oh, yeah. um, Even marinara sauce sometimes can have a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar which will it. be high yes.
1: caloric. Um, Lots of sugars, lots of oils in those sauces. And then you also
2: have to consider portion size. So like we went to a Mexican food restaurant the other day and I got a meal. It had three enchiladas on it and beans and rice. And it was a platter of food, way more food than I would have ate at home even before bariatric right right so keep in mind like portions when you go out to eat at a restaurant they are oftentimes giving you way more food than you need and some restaurants give you twice as much like sometimes they'll have two pieces of chicken on their meal so even though you are getting like the healthy grilled
1: lower calorie option it can still be portion sizes too much food. well and what the the deal with that is that they've, they've set a price point where they can be profitable. And so in order to be profitable, they need to sell plates that are valued at like 16 to $18 a plate. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to serve you one enchilada and a, you know, at a, bunch of beans and some rice right, because for eight dollars because they're not like meeting that cost effective. Right. So they would rather over serve you the food so that they can make that $16.7, $16 plate plate. yes. Yeah. And so so keep that in mind. A lot of times it's a double sized portion. I like to my mother's uh tip, she lost a couple hundred pounds doing this. She, she had struggled with a lot of different things, but she started asking for a to-go box and she would take half of her food and put it in the to-go box and And then she would eat and then she would eat. And Mm -hmm. so she would, you know, she only ate half of her meal and then she'd take the rest of it home to eat again later or feed to her dog or whatever it was. So, oh my gosh, (laughs) another story for another day. That's a whole other story. but, (laughs) um, But she did only eat half of her food at every meal, no matter where she went. And, and so she lost, like I said, you know, 200 pounds that way. And, um, and so that was a really good way to do it. And I, I try to do that sometimes. Sometimes the food is just so good. It's hard to make yourself right. stop. And you and ask for a box and, and that takes what,
0: forever for them to yeah, bring the and box. And so you're
1: still sitting still there eating while it. you're waiting on the box. Guilty. And, say, and that's usually, why you
0: get the box first. Yeah. I usually ask and for it. it to go first and then yes. I take some out and put it on a plate. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And that works as well. So um so, but that is one way to to deal with that. And but yeah, those those portions at restaurants are not human proportion human appropriate human proportions yes,
0: especially if you go to cheesecake factory oh. you can
1: always
2: get your friend to go with you and then you can share a meal that's what and mom and i that. did one time we've we shared a dinner
0: plate at cheesecake factory so that we could my mom and i used to do that also like a Papa dos mm-hmm. oh big yes that's one of the platter that
2: is one of the <laughs> restaurants i was referencing where they give you twice as much so like those there's this like Brinker International there's a lot of different restaurants that they own and all of their restaurants serve macaroni grill a lot of them serve two chicken breasts or you know two fillets of the fish it's a huge portion it's literally like two meals yes yes
1: yeah um you're getting your money's worth out of it but not if you eat it all in one serving. No, yeah, or, or one sitting. I know. So yeah, a
0: lot of people will do that. Well, really. yeah, because
1: they don't think about it being two, ser- you know, two servings worth of food. It's a plate of food set in front of you, and it's usually a larger plate, right? Also, so well,
2: and we all were raised with that culture that, that you have to clean your
1: plate, and yeah. people are
2: starving in China. Don't waste your food. Yes, so so,
1: so don't waste it. Pack it up. Take it home. Um, don't and, make you know, yourself then, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or share it with, with somebody else. I, you know, I went to Chipotle the other day. I love their little, um, bowls that they do. I don't like the burrito cause it's just messy. too messy, but I like to get the bowl, but the bowl is actually two servings worth of salad and rice and beans and all that. And so, you know, eat half of it, take the rest home. So mm-hmm. That, that's one of my favorite tips for eating out on a diet or with dietary restrictions or whatever.
0: Yeah, definitely. And a, a, a good tip when you're talking about salads and the calories and stuff like that, a good tip I learned when I was in Weight Watchers is get the salad dressing separate. And then Mm. when you're going to take a bite, just dip your fork into it a little bit and then get the salad.
1: Um, Another thing, um, a a friend of mine who does, she likes salads a lot, but she has eliminated salad dressings from her diet, um, is to just do, uh, I don't even know if she does oil, but do a little bit of healthy oil, like an olive oil, because you need those healthy fats and squeeze some lemon juice on it. It makes a delicious salad dressing. You you can't believe how good it is.
0: You can, yeah, get some
1: lime. balsamic
0: vinegar yes. and uh, a little bit of lemon also and make a pretty good, or lime and make a pretty good salad dressing out of that. Yep. And just a little dab of the brown mustard makes a pretty oh, yes. good salad dressing. <laughs> or if you
2: want a creamy one, a really good way to do it, I mean, you could probably do this at the restaurant people might look at you funny but you take the sour cream and then you squeeze some lime in it and kind of like swirl oh yeah. that Creme together and, yeah. we do it at home but we add a little bit of milk to thin it out oh, but yeah. it makes a really the, good the hello fresh recipe like the,
1: the hello fresh recipes uh-huh. often have that yes. and they the lemon the. Uh, lemon cream uh, you know and and they water just water it down till it's drizzling consistency and and you'd be amazed at how far it will go too mm-hmm. so you're not really getting that much fat mm-hmm. and and it's really good
2: yeah and then it doesn't have all the preservatives in it too this that the bottle ranch stuff has yes. and the hydrogenated oils and yeah all that stuff
0: so we would like to give special thanks to red door studios Creative Audio Tech for our music and recording equipment. We'd also like to thank our loyal listeners because without you, we would not be here. Also, if uh, you're tuning in, go and check out our blog because if you don't read our blogs, you're just missing out on half the conversation. Also, check us out on our Facebook group. So what are we talking about next week? Next
2: week is just a fun little conversation. Um, as you know, all three of us have a lot of different projects, side projects and activities and hobbies that we do. So we are going to be discussing uh, the different current projects that we're involved
0: in. Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, guys. Well, tune in next week and have a good day or night whenever you're listening (laughs) Bye. bye